You're listening to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm your host, Fleur Lonsdale. And if you're looking to create incredible courage, resilience, and unshakable belief in yourself, then this podcast is for you. Each episode, I'll be interviewing incredible adventurers, athletes, and entrepreneurs to dig deep into the strategies and tools they use to create unwavering courage and belief so that you can learn how to never give up on your goals and achieve the life of your dreams. Today, I get to bring you Wendy Michelle. Wendy is an entrepreneur. She's a wellness specialist, health advocate. She's got her own food and supplement formulation range, and she is absolutely amazing. Um, She's been through so much in her life, through massive trauma, getting disease after disease and not understanding what was going on in her life. And she decided to bring everything that she had learned through her journey to the world so that you guys can learn more about yourselves and learn more about how to look after yourself too. We talk all about self-doubt. We talk about the challenges that you go through. We talk about all the no's that you get when you're starting a business and And it's a really cool conversation, just learning about her and really bringing you some amazing tips and tricks as to what she's had to deal with in her life and how she's got through it and how you can too. So I'm super excited to bring this interview for you today and I hope that you love it as much as I did. Welcome, Wendy. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today so you can share your story because you've got a pretty amazing story. Um, and everywhere you've been from and where you are now. And it's I'm so excited for you to share it with, with everyone on the podcast. So before we get into it, I'd love to know what your morning routine is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is such a, a great question and it's so hard to answer because every morning for me is very different. That's good. Because of all the different things that I I do, I really don't ever know what the day is going to bring. So at best, I usually hop up and and try to do something active, whether it's at the gym or go for a run or get some fresh air, just some time with myself and the quiet to get my thoughts together and prepare for the day. Yeah. Whatever way that is, that's pretty much the only consistency to my mornings if that even gets allowed. So <laughs> beyond that, I don't I don't really have a, a routine. Mostly it's just make sure that my head's together, my feet are on the ground and that I have, you know, an optimistic outlook for the day. And is is there anything that you do to make sure that you are in that space or is it just about doing your exercise or going outside? I think it really comes from, for me, activity and movement is very therapeutic to me and it is very grounding to me. So it always has been and I suppose that in in a way it's just a natural adaptation to the mindset that is the most productive for me. And, And then, of course, there's so much science that will back up reasons why that's the case for with movement. But I, I, I'm truly... I don't even really have to be intentional about it. I am so very grateful for every day. And no matter what I know the day may bring or don't know what the day may bring, I'm just so thankful for the experience of it all. And it's just a 
consistent mindset that I have in approaching life as a whole. So I think that helps as well to, to, to make it more of a lifestyle day in and day out yeah. mentality than just, you know, in the morning, but, but movement for sure helps me. Awesome. So why don't you obviously share your, your backstory and like where it's brought you to you, where you are now? Sure. So I will keep it for the most part condensed only because it, it is, Quite there's long. a lot to it. I think <laughs> we might end up, we might end up in there eventually anyway in, in places and nooks and crannies of it. But ultimately I started out as in the health and wellness arena even in high school, I was a personal trainer, very young, loved the human body, super pumped about science, thought food was really cool, supplementation was a lot of fun, the body does really cool things, and I wanted to play in every facet of it. I dug into it, not necessarily as a career, it was so much more of a passion for me, so while I did make money at it, it was nighttime or on the weekends, I was in corporate America as a risk manager for multi-million dollar portfolios, also right out of high school. So really jumped in feet first into the corporate arena while I dabbled in health and wellness. Yeah. And then somewhere in my mid-20s, I was a fitness competitor, and that was also a passion project, something I wasn't doing as a career, but really had emerged, like immersed myself in that field and Shortly after my, my last competition that I ever did, which I didn't do too many, I got super sick and nobody could really figure it out. And I was very frustrated because I thought for sure I knew because I had you know studied for so long. And it really was a time in my life where my eyes were open to a lot of the gaps in the industry, what I hadn't learned as a personal trainer yeah. or as a nutritionist or as an herbalist that I really missed and not only for myself, but for every client I had interacted with up into that point. Yeah. So I spent the better part of that season of my life, which was about four to five years of just devastating illness, everything from being paralyzed, having many strokes and seizures and a whole bunch of other symptoms that were just so crazy. Hey? Um, I was really interested in figuring out how this happened, why this happened, and how yeah. what I could do for the rest of my life to make sure that it didn't happen to other people. I really felt that there had to be a better way. And as I approached the situation from that vantage point, so much was shown to me, or I, I saw so much uh, that could be done differently. And I just grew this deep, deeper than it was as a younger version of myself, passion for people and their health and well-being, and not necessarily from an illness place. While I do have that is so very near and dear to my heart, but more from a preventative. Had these things been in place or had I known these things or whatever, what would have my potential been and, and how do I help others see value in that and help them achieve way more than they could have ever imagined. So now that's what I do is I spend all day long still in food, still in the health and wellness industry, still doing 
those types of things full time, but much, much larger scale. So I formulate food for grocery stores. I formulate supplements for brands. I help people come up with solutions and more advanced wellness centers and, and create protocols and, and bring in new advanced technology and therapies into these, these centers to, to really advocate for, for patients and for people and, and human optimization across the board. So that's just a few projects that I do now, but, and that's a very quick wrap around the whole story, but that's in a nutshell what it's all about at the moment. That's so awesome. Um, and I think you hear so many stories of people who essentially end up doing something that helps what they've been through pretty much. So I'm curious, did you ever manage to find out what had happened or what were the causes of the illnesses? Yeah, so it took some time. Interesting. And even in the way that the diagnosis came about, it, even within that was such a lesson that I still utilize yeah. to this day with other people. I was initially so adamant about finding what is wrong, what is the thing, what is the title, what is the what is it yeah and nobody could and so that forced me to learn about every condition and you know be very broad in my investigations by the time we figured it out I had already come to a point where I didn't even care anymore I just felt better and I was so grateful for that that it didn't matter but uh, what what I did find eventually is that I had late stage Lyme disease which is an infectious disease that it, they they call it the great mimicker because it acts like a lot of different things, specifically a lot of a lot of uh, um, autoimmune conditions, and like lupus and MS. And I was diagnosed with having those things as well as cancer, as well as a myriad of other diagnoses that were suggested or given to me. And uh, in addition to Lyme disease, I did have some autoimmune conditions, hypothyroidism because of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And wow. we don't really know which things happened first. Did it yeah. was my immune system compromised and that's why the Lyme went really wrecked havoc with it, me to a greater extent, or did I, you know, which, who knows what happened first, but there was an escalation of, of, or I should say an accumulation of, of things, different yeah. diseases and conditions. Mm-hmm. And do they know what, like how you would have got that or why? So Lyme disease is primarily, from our understanding, transmitted by ticks. Yeah, that's what I is, thought. Especially when they're very, very, I mean, you, they're almost microscopic when yeah. they're the most infectious. And I did live in areas of the country in, in, in New York and uh, that it's a little more prevalent, but I, I don't ever, I, I'm not a camper. I wasn't a hiker. Yeah. I was very much a city girl. So it, it really didn't make a lot of sense. And I think that's why it took so long to yeah. really come across it because it didn't, I, I didn't fit the profile of somebody Someone that, that would have yeah been anywhere near it. Yeah. Bizarre. That's so bizarre. So very <laughs> I, just, I was like I don't because I, yeah having read your story I just was like how would you have even got a tick <laughs> didn't seem the type but and what, was, what I heard and what we know now is that, it, that, it's, that it, there's there's information that if you read about it, it says oh it's you know if you go hiking or if you're camping make sure you check 
but really wherever there's grass or trees they are there and so it's difficult to really limit it to an activity or an area of land because it they they really migrate and and so it's it's something that I, I wasn't aware of there's still for sure areas that are it's more prevalent but apparently you it, it's just as possible in the city in the city park as it is in the woods good so night, yes. now I know <laughs> it's good to know that it really is like I would never have thought you know going to the park that you would there'd be ticks around it's just not something yeah I've ever been sort of aware of you know but it's right. interesting so I'd love to know, obviously, this podcast is around um, challenges and where we've learned to believe in ourselves. And obviously, that part of your life would have taken you through a lot of challenges and a lot of, I guess, mindset work that you would have had to do. Because a lot of people in your stage would have just gone, you know what, maybe this is maybe this is it. Maybe this is my time. Maybe, you know, I'm not meant to be here kind of thing. So what was the biggest challenge for you whilst you were going through that time? It's tough to say which was the most difficult, especially in hindsight. Yeah, because of course. I've found so much of that experience to, to be a gift now yeah. that when I reflect back on it, it's, it's one big challenge. But I would say the biggest would have to be the 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 struggle with identity because, and that's the, the best way to paint a broad stroke over it. From my perspective, I was a fitness competitor. Health was my thing. Like my friends were healthy. We all ran together, hiked together, moved together. We were young and it was also what I was passionate about and teaching others and in that one moment where I could no longer walk I lost those elements of myself which were so deeply ingrained in me and then it became well who am I then and what am I what am I going to do now who what is my purpose now is there one yeah. Is is this diagnosis or this prognosis of just be on disability for the rest of your life and you'll be lucky to live at all? Was that just something I had to surrender to and say, okay? And, and there was those moments. I think the, the mental, finding the mental strength to dig deeper for a reason and also to to come up against experts and say no I don't really agree with that and here's why there it just took a lot of courage from a person in that moment who felt there was no identity or purpose and I think that was a very that was a there was a lot of internal incongruency and turmoil that I had to still rise up against in order to pull myself up and out of the situation yeah and how do you think you got the courage to do that like at that point in time 
couple of things. I would say my love for people and seeing as I was healing and, and getting better and researching these different treatment options, is hearing a lot of stories, people going through some really hard times, seeing people heal miraculously and being instantly changed by what I was seeing around me and knowing that what was happening to me wasn't necessarily for me, but it was for something bigger. And I, I think the courage came from how much I really wanted for others to be free and to not have to in, endure needless suffering. Mm -hmm. And it just meant that much, you know, it just really, and it still does to this day. It just, it just has meant that much to me. There's an injustice, like an underlying injustice in ill health from my standpoint. I think we all go through things in life where it's harder days, harder times, there's loss, there is sadness. Those are real things. Yeah. But I do feel like there's a lot of stuff that is, we can, we can lighten the load for each other a bit more than, than we've done in the past. And I'd like to, to do my best to play that role for others. And, and that certainly is a, a, a huge help on the bad days. <laughs> yeah. You've got to have that that belief that you can do it right and that you're there for a reason I think that's such a a major part of being outside of yourself and not just thinking about yourself you know I think it's sure it's huge when you're especially running a business um <laughs> so obviously like I don't I'm not sure how long you've been in business since since that all happened but what made you sort of step into that? Was it really just about, I need to figure out a way to help others? Or was there anything else that sort of came into it? Yeah, sure. There was, there was a, a lot of moments of awakening for me in that season. Specifically, I'd say the year after multiple years of getting better and kind of getting back, getting my strengths back and, and healing. One of the most profound moments of awakening for me was how much I thought I was living, you know, free and, you know, oh, it's no problem. Like, this is like, I'm just going to love life. I, I still had, a, I really did have fear and I didn't learn that until my job as a risk manager became very monotonous for me. And I, while I was good at it, I didn't feel fulfilled anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized that the jump from that to doing what I felt very called to do was based on this biweekly check. And it was a false sense of security. And I remember the moment where I identified it as this kind of like this God that I worshipped. And it was really more of a master that kept me in prison. And in that moment, what I realized is that everything is uncertain. Every, you know, even that 
biweekly paycheck was not guaranteed to me. Yeah. And that if there was something bigger, I needed to go find it. Uh, I, that was definitely part of it. And also really believing that what I had been through, it would be a shame to have spent that many years and that much time learning what I learned and having all this information and really great teachers and amazing people around me that I got to learn from and glean from to not share that information felt almost like a crime. Yeah. So that move from the nine to five into creating a company and now multiple companies as a way to fill the gaps was something I just couldn't, I hit a point where I just couldn't say no to it anymore. It just, it, it had to be done. <laughs> yeah. Gets to a point, doesn't it, where you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it becomes yeah. bigger than you and you're like, right, I get it. I've got to go. I've got to go do this. Exactly. <laughs> you hear that all the time, don't you? Yes. Um, awesome. So who was your, probably your biggest mentor throughout that time who sort of helped you along the journey? Or did you have one? I had, I've always been very fortunate to have a lot of great friends and I, I didn't have any friends that were entrepreneurs or running their own businesses. I, I was still very young and I, looking back, I, it would have been helpful, but I also wonder if it would have been detrimental because if somebody had told me what to watch, I'm not yeah. sure that I would have hung out, you know, in this space. Like yeah. just, if there had been that reality, I, I'm not sure. But um, so like, <laughs> ignorance is bliss was a, was maybe my mentor. No, but, um, I had uh, really great friends who, who knew my heart and who knew who I was, what I stood for, what I stand for. And to me, that is the most beautiful mentorship is to have people who just know you and continually call up the gold out of you and call you up to the higher version of you because they just so they can see it and they believe for it. And I have been fortunate to have many of those friends. And then I have also at the time I had, uh, she's since passed away, but my grandmother was a great source of wisdom and she was filterless. She wasn't sugarcoating (laughs) anything for me or, trying to, you know, rock me into, you know, comfort zone. She was as straight as it gets. And I so value that. And I, and I miss that so much from her because the, it was the kind of wisdom where it, 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 it's like painful, but like, she's also like, you know, nurturing you at the same time. It's like this weird thing that happened at the same time which I I really miss and and appreciate it and so I was very fortunate to have her as well that loyal honesty hey when you know someone's telling you something that actually is a good thing even though it might sound a bit harsh at the time oh oh boy yes (laughs) absolutely that she was she was so good at it she was so wonderful that's awesome um so cool I mean it's really lucky that you had friends with you on the journey I think there's a lot of people out there who don't necessarily have the support of friends so it's really 
lovely to hear that your friends were sort of with you every step of the way and I'm sure that they're still like still there now and it's probably amazing for them to see what you're doing and what you've created yeah I I definitely have and I've moved several times throughout the process because as we know sometimes businesses require a shift in geography and so I've moved twice you know two different states and they have been just a rock and and some of them I don't have the luxury of the time to really sit and have coffee with them like I did at one time where they're not even down the road anymore so yeah but there's there was so much sewing into our the relationship that we had as as friends and, and the time that I did get it's like that's a gift that just gives forever yeah you know when when you have that kind of relationship with people and I think that friendships is something mentorship I think it's talked about a a little bit more often in in some regard I think it's because it's it might be easier to come by because it it can be almost a hired out or yeah here's there's like a a degree of separation but Mm -hmm. friendships are so intimate and it requires a lot of work from everybody involved and I think it is a really huge piece that's missing from whether it's a you're an entrepreneur or you're living you know walking out whatever purpose it is that you feel that you have or you're just living life and trying to figure out how to do it to its fullest I think friendships are so underrated and so incredibly deeply needed and my hope is for people that that they would be able to experience friendships at least one in the way that I've been able to experience them across the board. It's just been a real, real blessing to me for sure. It's awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. So obviously like on your journey of entrepreneurship and I guess being young and starting out from, from scratch, like what, give us some examples of some of the the challenges that you had to go through throughout that and you know maybe some failures that you had along the way and and how you sort of got around them oh um (laughs) so many challenges and challenges from your standard just self-doubt and yeah questioning is this am am i crazy yeah (laughs) is this a crazy idea you know if this if this was a good idea, why am I the only one doing it? <laughs> Things where, which is really what makes us, you know, innovators and 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 the people pressing on history. What what makes us so great, and colorful, is that we 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 do require that little bit of difference. You know, we are a little different, and Absolutely. that's what's necessary. It's mm-hmm. such a, it's such a great thing to have, but it also will feed doubt when left untamed, you know, so that was a challenge for sure. Um, and, uh, I think a lot, a lot of the no's, what I do is innovative. I, I look at industries that have been in place for, I don't know how many years, depends on which one we're talking about. (laughs) And I say, why? And then I say, what about this? And then I say, oh, no, I'd like to actually show you why this will work better. And so there's a lot of no's that come with that. Yeah. It, there's a lot of people that they don't want to change. They, yeah. they 
they are, and for it depends on which position they're in. Are they the one receiving it? Are they the one making money on it currently or whatever? When you see the world evolving around and past industry, and then you go, oh, I know how to move this industry into the current day and then forward 10 years, uh, the amount of pushback is so incredibly massive <laughs> that it's a, a lot of internal convincing and external convincing of, you know, this is a real solution and here's how it works. And this is even in the food that I develop. I do, it's not just a matter of creating a recipe and then it tastes good and so we'll scale it up and get into the grocery stores. It's stuff that people have never done before. I'm taking plants and making it cheese or I'm taking plants and making it like a shredded chicken and I'm not growing anything in a lab so it's not like scientist work. It's more of herbalist and just nature work where I can recognize this is going to act just like chicken (laughs) in this way. And and then taking that to a, a larger entity that has been making cheese for 40 years and saying hey this is my formula for cheese they're like that doesn't work (laughs) we can't do that so a lot of the no's the pushback to innovation the inability to or the 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 amount of work it takes to open up people's minds to new ideas and concepts and man I've had so many failures so many failures in, in every area and I think the the biggest ones were from my self-doubt and, and letting what I knew in my gut to be true, being unfaithful to that and being more faithful to the external nose yeah. from people who were more scared than I was Yeah. about the change. And, and, and there was not asking enough questions, uh, failing to get a, a really good quality contract because I didn't want to come across as being rude or being demanding. I wanted to still be friends yeah. with people. And that all of those things with the very best of intents really came back around and kicked me because I, I, I needed to be more of an advocate for myself in those moments. And, and a failure, like an example, was I had a, a, an, a, a book deal and I just was so thankful for the book deal because I hadn't even looked for it that I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, this is great. You're going to publish a book. This is going to be wonderful. And I didn't look at the contract. I didn't say I want to see the pictures. I didn't say I want a timeline that's adhered to. I just left it all up to them. And it really hurt me in a lot of different ways. And I wish I would have been more forward. And I wish I would have defended me more in that in that area and and so that was one of them and and I think coming out of that was really just same as every other obstacle and issue that comes up you come out of it because because of your why what is your why and that will always you know throw a line over to get you up and back up Mm -hmm. onto your feet and and you know off to a running start again and you learn from that too right I mean I think Mm. we I mean that would be a a bit of a sore spot, I guess, you know, when, when you kind of, a, a mistake happens and you kind of think, oh, why didn't I do that? Or why didn't I think of that? Or why did I trust someone to do something that, you know, essentially would be 
in my benefit as well but sadly the world's not always that nice and easy mm-hmm. <laughs> and right but I think there's so much that you that you must have learned from that experience in itself to just go you know what I one I won't do that again but next time I'll be more diligent on reading a contract or making sure that you know I'm getting what I want and not just someone else getting the things that they want from me too oh for sure and there's so much to be said for that especially for for women in business because I think we're still we still feel a little bit on rocky ground yeah navigating for lack of better terms at what what line do I cross before I become a bitch yeah. right so you know there and it's but but I also want to be assertive and I also want to make sure that I'm advocating for the the purpose. It's not about me or what I want necessarily, but it is about the mission and the people yeah. and the project. And, and I think that as at least I can, I know I've felt this many times where I hear in the back of my mind, well, if you, if you go about it this way, then you're just going to be stereotyped as, you know, yeah. this type of woman or that type of woman. And I think it's really important that we all remove those stereotypes and just get very good at communicating clearly and being people of integrity and honesty and then let the other stuff work itself out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I and, and so to your point, it's, it's, I've learned all of those things along the way. And I, I don't even, I don't, it's hard for me to even call anything a failure. I, I think the the thing that maybe the goal failed or the the end idea didn't Quite. pan out exactly as I had planned but yeah. it's really those are all like it's like all like school in disguise yeah it is, you know yeah. personal <laughs> development in disguise as well yes um fab so I just want to touch on to self-doubt a little bit because I know how many people live in a self-doubt world like uh, so many people I talk to are just stuck in that motion of you know I'm not good enough or can I really do this or is this really my path and I'd love for you to touch on how you essentially train yourself to get through that or continue to do so I think that it's a lifelong journey and the most important the number one most important thing to remember in that process is to extend yourself grace that nobody's doing it perfectly. Yeah. And to be aware that even the ones who seem to have the most confidence and the most fearless actions are struggling internally with the same stuff that you are. And I think that will accomplish a lot just that one piece because it's one thing to, to to wrestle with is am I the right person should I be doing this am I crazy but then when on top of that you add shame or or yeah. guilt mm-hmm. or just the stuff that comes along with the comparison to another and being less than I think that compounding is what really makes it more difficult to 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 push through those weeds. I think the other element, of course, would be going back to mentors or friends and making sure that there's people 
or person, one is fine. Yeah. It will remind you who you are and already is a, is aware that those moments might come where you have to pick up the phone and say, I am trying everything I can think of to get myself out the door today. But everything in me says it doesn't matter. Can you please just remind me yeah. of what it is I'm doing here? And, you know, like, I need a rude awakening or I need a, you know, I, I, whatever. Just I think having those people who know us to hold us accountable and help to pull us up and out is, is absolutely essential to that. We need each other. There is nothing, nothing grows in isolation. It, it, it just, it does not. Yeah. We cannot, we cannot utilize uh, our own mentality in all cases through all things to get through life. And sometimes we do find ourselves alone and we, and we have to, but for the most part, to the best of our ability, just like building a business model, determining is there a need, is this profitable, we need to do the same thing with the trusted advisors around us and make sure that we have people reminding us who we are and what we're doing to help defeat some of that self-doubt. And then I would also say everywhere you can think of, put reminders so whether it's if yeah. there's a quote that you love that really speaks to your spirit, write it in lipstick on your mirror or put it on your rear view mirror in your car or where, you know, a sticky note on your monitor where you work. Wherever it is that you are for any length of time that it will catch your eye, be intentional about putting truth ever before you. Yeah. Because it will, it will sink in subconsciously the more you surround yourself with it, whether you're paying attention to it or not. Those things will, will land. And um, I would say those kind of those main three things are things that I've learned to implement and that I currently still implement to make sure that self doubt doesn't win. Yeah, I love that too. I've got on my phone screen, I've got your playing small doesn't serve you. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking. And I, <laughs> yes, I watch, so I, you know, I look at that every day and I'm like, oh yeah, just a little bit of a kick in the butt. <laughs> yes. Yes, so keep, good. keep doing what you're doing. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to shrink <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Cool tips. I love them. So one sort of, I guess, question that you could think would I mean, you can take this either way that you want to, whether it's getting through, um, you know, your illnesses and your challenges or starting a business or growing a business. But what would be your best advice for our listeners in terms of either of those? It's such a good question. It's probably a difficult and one in, in when it, it comes to you've done. It's a very difficult question because yeah. I, I, I do feel like whatever, whichever route I go, it will, it should be applicable to okay. any case. Oh, it will be for sure. Because we're, you know, we're all going through so many different things, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to be thoughtful about what that is. But I, I would, I would say, in general. 
pay attention to the things that really move you. So the stuff that you notice doesn't really, people might go, oh, that's a shame, or I hate it when people do X, Y, Z. But something in you, it, like, you get, like, choked up about it, or it, it, you want, you feel this passion to, to defend or to, to fight for. Pay attention to those things and, and then follow them. Because there is within each one of us a, a purpose, obviously. Yeah. And the more we can tap into that, the easier it is to come out of anything. Because yeah. when there's that identity awareness and excitement about who we are, it's, it, it makes starting a business or coming out of an illness or stepping into an unknown situation from a, it, it creates a completely different perspective versus, oh, I, well, I, I feel like I don't like my job, so I'm going to come up with something else. And I, I like children, so I'm going to do this. Like, that can work, <laughs> but there is nothing that can stop people who are on a mission. Like, being mission mindset yeah. in what you're doing, oh my gosh, the amount of strength that comes from that is immeasurable and it's magical. Yeah. And we are, we as humans are magical and our potential is yet to be seen. And it's an exciting space to be, to look at something and go, I'm, that's not okay with me. I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And to identify what that is and, and, and feel the fury yeah. from a, very loving place but feel the fury will that will move mountains every time regardless of the situation yeah I completely agree having that inner I mean it comes down to your why as well but having that that inner why that inner mission that keeps you keeps you going even when the times get tough is is so important yeah absolutely and then I guess one other thing too that just popped into my mind is is to try to forget everything that you learned about being an adult when you were a child and instead remember everything about being a child now that you're an adult. Yeah. That's so true, hey? Mm. It makes it a lot more fun at the very least. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of gets rid of all the stresses as well. Yes. You kind of think, oh, actually, this is not that important. I can just go run around the playground. <laughs> Exactly. Um, cool. So I got one last question for you, but I'm not too sure, um, obviously, which way you want to take it. It's what's one of the scariest things that you've ever done? Now, this might come down to um, it might come down to your story. It might come down to something completely different that you, we haven't spoken about. Yeah, actually, it does. It, it, it's that's an easy one to answer for me because it was by far more than not being able to walk more than starting multiple businesses more than moving multiple times was I actually became a mom when I was still in high school and 
the amount of what I heard around me. Let's just put it that there wasn't a lot of encouragement. Yes. <laughs> I, I was surrounded by the exact opposite of encouragement. And it's one thing to go, okay, well, I have this idea for business and I'm going to build it. Or I, I'm not feeling well and I'm going to fix this. It's another thing to look into the eyes of another human being and be barely and be nothing but a child yourself in that moment and know that there's this other entity that this human that not only is relying on you, but has this unconditional love and admiration. And I don't know that there's ever been anything scarier or more beautiful at the same time as that experience in my life. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So how she's old, amazing. How old is she now? She's she is she's all grown now and just an absolutely wonderful human. She is oh my gosh, she's now she's <laughs> 15. I, I guess she's like 20 23, 24 now. Oh wow. Amazing. Yeah, she's she is like full on adult doing adult things, being a responsible citizen. It's amazing. She's got a pretty cool mum to go with it too. <laughs> we have had quite we have collectively had quite the adventures, she and I, I can tell you that much. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been quite a life. So did you go through um like all your illness, your all your illnesses and sort of paralysis and stuff what when she was born or before? Yeah. Oh, really? So I had her when I was 15, and that stuff didn't happen until 25, 26. Oh, wow. So she was not only around for it, but very aware of it, which just added to the complexity of the situation because I was, by and large, a single mom. And being told that I wasn't possible, I wouldn't wake up the next day. So that changes the game. Yeah definitely raises the bar to another level and absolutely trying to really manage the household and make sure that there was still peace for her to some extent to the best of my ability minimizing symptoms minimizing what was going on because I didn't want her to be afraid still trying to be protective of her security and and peace while fighting for my life was in and of itself a, a definitely a scary situation as well but at that point in time, I was a little bit older, so I had at least some experience under my belt, which was a lot more than I could say for when I was 15. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I, d- I didn't know that at all. That's that's super cool. And I think that probably drives you into a direction to, you know, have that mission as well and that be part of your why, too, I think, which is which is important and, and really cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. I For sure that particular part of my life has done nothing but been the the greatest gift and added so much value and and lessons learned and by the time I was by the time all my friends were having children I was an expert you know I had, <laughs> I had raised one I was like let me tell you about which, which 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 age group are you in right now I can tell you all about it 
you know, and it, it, it made me very much an outcast for the bulk of my life. But yeah. I feel like that's where, based on my career and what I do and, and, and being an innovator and entrepreneur, you are, we kind of all live in that outcast space. Mm-hmm. So it really helped me to, yeah. to thrive there because I was used to being told, this isn't a good idea. It's not going to work. You're going to fail. I, I grew up in, with those statements all around me. So yeah. by the time it came to start a business, I was like, yeah, yeah, I already heard all this. Yeah. <laughs> You've told me once. <laughs> now you can be quiet. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you do and that builds on the resilience right like if someone's told you something once and you've gone and done it anyway and if someone tells you the same thing again you're going to go and do it anyway and I think so many people get caught up in the nose or that's not going to work or what are you doing you're you're stupid or whatever it might be that sometimes you just need to stick with your guns and once you've stuck with them once it's so much easier to stick with them again absolutely and I've told so many people I've Thank you for your feedback. I, I I still prefer to be stupid over being afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you though for your yeah. input. <laughs> or regretting not doing it, right? Or or yeah. listening to you for absolutely no reason whatsoever. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Wendy. That was really, really cool. It was really amazing to speak to you and, and get to know you a little bit better and hear more about your story and I'm sure that our listeners will have taken so much from that. I think the self-doubt thing is a huge thing. Um, but just seeing what you've what you've gone through and what you've accomplished now is is super cool. And um, I'm super grateful that you jumped on with us. Yeah, well, thank you so much for, for having me and also just for creating a space where people can chat about this and, and who knows, we'll get to listen. And, and I really do hope that to listen to all of your podcasts and come away with just a, a huge backpack of hope and an expectation for great things that will just drown out the naysayers because they're definitely not going anywhere. We just have to get louder. Absolutely. They are not going anywhere. We just need to get louder. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Orchid, thank you so much, Han, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. Don't forget to join our free Facebook community called She's Unshakable, where we get to share our tips and tricks and experiences with building courage, resilience, and belief in ourselves. I look forward to meeting you in there.